0: Welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast, the place to be if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, or business leader wanting to take your business from good to great. Tune in as we speak with amazing thought leaders, CEOs, and business trailblazers about their journey, challenges, and successes. Here's your host and business innovation expert, Lynn Nicole. Welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast.
1: In this episode, we're going to go ahead and continue our topic of discussion from last week with Nikki Woods on how to discover your full potential and ignite your business growth. I am your host, Lynn Nicole, and I'm here to bridge the gap between your passion and success for your business or idea. So Nikki, what kinds of things have you done, experiences have you had that led you to share your message to our audience of business owners on this topic of discovering your full potential. What exactly are the steps or roadmap our business owners need to take when it comes to discovering their full potential and igniting their business growth?
2: No, absolutely. This is one of the things that fascinates me um, about people like who, you know, the, the ones in high school that you least expected to succeed. And then all of a sudden they come back and they're like these rock stars or, you know, millionaire business owners and all of these great things and so and I think I was even one of them I think people are so shocked when they find out um you know all of the things that I've done because I'm really an introvert so it just kind of goes against what other people saw me as being shy and um yeah I wasn't quiet but I certainly wasn't you know talking to a bunch of people all the time so um so that really fascinates me and so I want to share Um, some things that I think you should do to fulfill your potential and some things that I think that a lot of us do that keep us from fulfilling our potential. So I think the first thing um, I, and, and even in times like these, because we are in some um, very uncertain times, we're going through a lot and many um, businesses have been affected, you know, lives have been you know changed and so you know having like an unshakable sense of self I think is extremely important when it comes um, to fulfilling your potential and I say that because I think a lot of people um, when they when they do feel uncertainty then they they start second guessing themselves is this the right decision should I spend this money on this and you know and and when this when this happened, it's like I called you know everybody on my team. I was like, this this could be a difficult ride. I was like, but if everybody is, is in it, I'm in it, and we'll ride it out no matter what. Um, and the other thing is is that we decided that we weren't going to um, you know we weren't going to just stay the course. We were going to pivot and we we're going to provide you know different services that that worked better during this time. And we were going to lean into educating ourselves as a company. Um, And also, you know, finding the different systems that needed to be updated or or new systems. We were really going to work on the foundations of the business. And it has been amazing. So then after I talked to my team, I called all my clients. And I was like, look, the landscape of media is going to change. And so we've got to make a decision about how we want to proceed. If you want to, you know, work on some other things, if you want to take a break, whatever you want to do, I support you. And I think because I was so sure of, of still the value that I gave and I was so sure that as a leader, I could lead my team through this without any casualties, um, you know, it was easier to continue to, to operate in, in that successful zone. Um, and even the business has grown quite a bit just because of some of the other services that we've decided to offer um, that just make more sense right now. Uh, I think the other thing is that you have to stay grounded um you know i'm i'm all for dreaming big i'm all for having big goals i'm all for having a vision um but then what are the steps that you're going to take to get there and i think a lot of people that's where where it stops so you know you dream of owning that business or writing that you know screenplay or or whatever but what are the real practical steps like when you chunk it down like what do you have to do today like not what it's going to look like in five years even though you know stay focused on that for motivation but what does a day-to-day look like to get there? I mean, you can't be a million-dollar business owner if you never create an LLC or a Igor, You can't be you know, a business owner if you never develop a product suite. So like, what are those goals that you have to, to, to get through in order to get to um, the big one? Because the day-to-day isn't always fun. So that's what I'm saying. Stay focused on the big goal, but you have got to figure out day-to-day what you need to do in order to get through. Are there any tools websites apps that
1: makes these steps easier that you're speaking of or we just need to call Nikki Woods and it'd just be taken
2: <laughs> now that way well, you can call Nikki Woods but there there are a ton of things and it doesn't have to be um, you know like I'm not a big app person so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like a big a big deal um I get out a calendar at the beginning of every year and I kind of, you know, before like maybe in November, I'm starting to think about like, okay, what do I want to do differently? What do we want to continue with? What should we change? And then quarter by quarter, I just kind of, I build it out. Like what is the number for the first quarter? And then I was like, okay, that's what we want to hit. So how many clients does that mean that I have to have? How many packages do I have to sell? So it really is just sometimes just writing it down. Um, There's all sorts of planners. Uh, One of my favorite um, planners is by Mel Robbins, um, who does the seven second rule. Mm -hmm. And I love it because it's really counterintuitive to what most planners are. So it has a good mix of the vision and the dreaming and the visualization with some very practical things. Um, I think one of the things, and I'll talk about this in a little bit too, but one of the things that entrepreneurs don't seem to do much of a lot of times is self-care. So, you know, what time is your day going to end? It shouldn't be like this ongoing thing that you just like, you know, you take a break and you eat dinner, but then you're right back to work. Like what date times your day stop? Um, and, and so that's a great planner. There's apps. I like the um, countdown apps um, that help me be more productive during the day. So, um, you know, I'll set tasks out, you know, maybe I'll do a two hour block um, to write up sponsorship, uh, write up proposals. Um, And so I put the timer two hours and for two hours, that's what I'm doing. I'm not on social media. I'm not checking my phone. I'm not doing whatever. Two hours is a little bit long, but you know, you set the timer and you focus on that until it's done. And then you move on to the next thing. Um, That has been a game changer for me because I would be all over the place. Like I'd be on Facebook and you know, then I'd be scheduling an appointment. I'd be sending an invoice and then I'd be trying to write and it just didn't work for me. Um, Blocking is
1: huge. I mean, uh, Elon Musk, he does time blocking. Bill Gates does time blocking. I mean, it works wonders.
2: I it really it. does. It really does. Um, and like I said, sometimes you can just set the timer on your phone. There's all sorts of, you know, apps or things you can put on your computer to do it as well. But you can just use your phone. But I think the most important thing is that you are that you are writing things down. That you are chunking it down. Even if it's like, you know, my goal for this week is. Um, And whatever works for you. I mean, it's like I've tried to, um, you know, I've heard somebody say something and I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect. And I'll spend all this money like building up the system. And I'm like, it it doesn't even work for me. So you really have to kind of figure out who you are and what works. Um, The other thing that I've learned about productivity that's worked really well for me um, is that I really am better first thing in the morning. Um, Like I'm more creative. I'm more alert. I'm, you know, I just think better. I can get things done. And so, It doesn't really um, serve me to spend an hour first thing in the morning responding to emails because it doesn't take any brain power. But then by the time I'm done, it's like I don't want to, you know, then all of that energy is gone. Mm -hmm. So I start with the hardest things first and then I work my way down um, to the things that I may not have to think so much about or it takes so much focus. Um, but that's about knowing who you are. If you're, you know, I've had a friend who she's like, you know, four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, I am at my best. And I'm like, well, you're at your best alone. Cause I'm not <laughs> oh, really
0: though, <laughs> so,
2: but that's who she is. She will stay up all night and work on a program and then, you know, sleep it and you know, during you know the day. And it's like, that would drive me insane. So you have to know who you are. You really have to, to work through and find that system you know, that works for you. I'm a journaler. I have journals for everything, whether it's my personal life, whether it's business. I like to write things down. I like post-it notes. It is not cute. It is not sleek. It is not sexy, but it is effective for me. Hey. So I think you just have to to figure out how that, how that looks for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love
2: it. Yeah. The next thing that I want to talk about, and you and I talked about this a little bit before uh, we started with the interview, but Um, I want people to know that perfectionism is not real, like it is not a thing. And I think because, um, you know, social media and everybody's out there living their best life and, you know, there's all sorts of filters and everything is polished that, you know, people have really kind of, you know, leaned into this whole thing of of being perfect. Um, But that really is not real. And to me, at times, it just becomes an excuse not to expose yourself to the world. So you don't want to release that product because, you know, it's not perfect. Or you don't want to publish that book because it's not perfect. And you got to keep working on it till it's perfect. It will never, ever, ever, ever be perfect. Um, I was reading a James Patterson book last week and found two typos <laughs> you know it's and it but and it, it just is what it is you know it's like every you know it's a human still thing there's nothing that's going to catch every single thing but it didn't take away from the value of the book and that's what I think people have to realize it's like I've done webinars and trainings and literally it's like I, I put that sucker together with some you know gum duct tape and a little spit and then went out with it it was like behind the scenes it was crazy but people got a ton of value for, from it. So, you know, it didn't look crazy, but it, it was crazy. But they still got that value. And if I had just waited until everything was perfect and the systems were in place and everything, you know, it could have taken another month. I might not have ever have done it. So you ha- people have to get out um, of that striving per, you know, for perfection. But I want to be clear, that does not mean, you know, just, you know, whatever it is, just put it out there because I want to be done with it. Now, we always operate in a, you know, a sense of excellence. We always want it to be our, our best representation of who we are and what, who our business is and what we stand for. But it's not going to be perfect. And so when I'm working with clients, one of the things that I do is take them through a three-step process. And it's called reflect, address, and accept so you can reflect look at it what went wrong what didn't go right what you know what would you have changed? what would you do differently next time address how you can get that done and and this is a, authors do this a lot <laughs> you know because they like they see a sentence they're like i could have written it different this time or it could have been said differently so ex- you know address what you can address so maybe next time you're using a different editor or you know maybe you are um you're not writing, you know, with your headphones on, maybe it's, you know, you address it, you fix it. And then you accept that that process is done and you move on to the next one and you build upon each success. I was horrified. I wrote when I wrote my first book, it was a novel. I wasn't horrified, but I wrote my first book, you know, it was fiction. And, um, and I think 10 years after that, you know, the publishing company was like, we should update it. We release it. And I was like, cool. So they, they, sent me, they sent me the original manuscript, um, edited manuscript, and they you know, they were like, go through it, you know, look at the references, what can we add. And I was like, I could not believe I wrote that book. I just couldn't. Because it was just so, I don't know, it just didn't seem like me. But then I had to realize and accept that that was 10 years ago, that there's been, you know, I've written a lot more, I've grown a lot more, I have a different experiences, I look at things a different way. And so I couldn't possibly have written the kind of book now um back then because it's just i'm you know I've, I've grown and so we have to we have to accept that we have to accept that you're going to grow when things are going to change um and just take the lesson and move forward but perfectionism is not something that anybody will ever ever achieve so don't let it keep you stuck i'm gonna try not to i can't make no promises not am this playing. <laughs> well now that you've told me trust me i am going to hold you accountable um because it's like the world needs what everybody has. And I think that they miss that. You know, it's not like you're writing this book for yourself. I mean, I guess somebody could, but, but why? Right. Um, you know, so you're, you're writing it because you know you have something to offer. You know, you're starting that business because you know you have something to offer. Um, it's like we play small, especially African-American women. It's like we get so stuck in, in diminishing who we are or what we can do to make other people feel comfortable. Um, and it's like I'm over it. You know, it's like, I'm over it. It's like, you know, obviously God gave us all that we have, you you know, and there's room for that. Um, and if anybody doesn't accept that, then they need to, to, to do an evaluation on themselves because it's just a reflection of, of how small they think. Um, but nobody wins, you know, when you, when you shrink from what you're supposed to do, nobody wins. You don't in the world doesn't. So, um, so I'm really, I'm really adamant about that. And it's, just a quick story. It's interesting because, you know, I didn't realize because I'm a perfectionist too. Trust me, I am a recovering perfectionist. So I get it. Um, And I'm very, um, I'm very methodical about that perfectionism too. And I didn't realize until probably about three years ago that I had transferred that to my children. Mm. And they were so stressed out from the lack of, you know, being perfect or not being you know, it's like, it's a crazy feeling. And I think that was probably the biggest wake up um, call. My One of my, my youngest son, I think it was, you know, had a complete meltdown because um, he realized after he had sent a paper in that there was a typo, complete meltdown. <laughs> but I realized that I had set that, and just as my father did for me because my father's the same way, just I had set that bar and I realized that that is so much stress, you know, for a person to carry trying to be perfect when it's just not achievable. And so I definitely had to, um, I had to relax a lot for them. Um, But I'm slow. I'm getting there with myself too. But I'm, you know, but I had to relax a lot for them.
0: You're listening to the Just Minding My Black Owned Business podcast. We'll be right back after this break. When you leave your business, Do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. SJS Law Firm, their mission is to
3: partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202 505 5309. That's 202 505 5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Have you heard about the new Black Business Directory? Welcome to Click Urban. Here, you can find hundreds of businesses owned by us. Whatever business professional you're looking for, they're right here. And the best part is, membership is absolutely free. Just go to www.theclickurban.com sign up for a free account, create your free listing, and boom, you're done. Begin surfing the largest black business directory online and be seen by hundreds of customers and clients all in one place. Get exposure on all of the major search engines, including Google. Our innovative platform includes search engine optimization that will make your listing easy to find. This is the hottest new business directory created for us by us. Join today. Go to www.theclickurban.com.
0: And now, back to Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast with Lynn Nicole.
2: The last thing that I want to share um, is just about the self-care. Okay. You know, it's like when I was working for Tom, I mean, I would go, I would just have these panic attacks if I had to take off work because I had so much responsibility that, you know, and, and I, I just didn't want anything to go wrong. And so it's like, even if I was on vacation, I wasn't really on vacation. And Part of that was me, but part of that was Tom too, because he... <laughs> He expected perfectionism, too, and he didn't think that, you know, my feeling could do it. So, you know, he would always call on me, which which says a little bit about my inability to establish some boundaries, which is another important thing. But you have got to be able to disconnect. You cannot be operating on E and expect to do great things in this world. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. I mean, sometimes just, you know, sleeping in an extra two hours um, or reading a book or going outside. The huge thing for me during this whole, whole period is working outside um, because I think you start to, um, you know, you just need that, that little break. So even if I took my laptop out there and was working outside, to me, it was a much lighter feeling than sitting at my desk and, you know, facing the computer and getting it done. Um, but I also think that part of self care is having a really, um, I think established routine, you know, the most important part of the day to me is when you first wake up and what that looks like, you know, what kind of mindset work are you doing? Are you, you know, writing a gratitude list? Are you doing affirmations? Like how are you setting yourself up to have a successful day? Um, and, and honestly, a lot of things changed for me when I started just I have a set morning routine and I don't even feel right if it's, if it's not, if it's off or if it's not done because to me, it's so much a part of, um, you know, really fulfilling my day and doing everything that I, I, you know, set out to do because, um, mindset, which is the last piece of this is like the most important thing when it comes to fulfilling your potential. Um, it, you know, I've been through some really, really rough periods in my life and I, you know, I distinctly remember in each time, like when, when that changed and it, it wasn't necessarily that the circumstances changed or that things got better externally. It was because I was more focused on my mindset and what I should be telling myself, um, and, and really remembering the things that are true. Um, I tell my clients all the time, it's like, you know, if if something doesn't work or they're afraid something is going to fail or the launch isn't going to go right or go right or whatever. I mean, it's like check your track record. Mm -hmm. Like we are all successful people because we are still here. Like we've all overcome all of this stuff and we have not failed yet because we are still here. And so success is already in us. It's in our track record. We just have to look at it. Um, so mindset is, is the one thing, um, that I would leave you with, um, as the most important thing that you have to work on if you want to fulfill your potential. Um, and that, you know, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's, you know, meditating, whether that's praying, you know, like I said, saying affirmations, you know, for some people it's working out is a part of that, you know, like I don't work out at night. I only work out in the morning. And if I work out in the morning. God help everybody for the rest of the day. Cause I'm like on fire. So it's just about what makes you, you know, like what gets you going. Um, so people, you know, eating breakfast is important. It's just, you have to have that routine um, when you start your day um, that works, you know, with your mindset in order to, to set you up for success. Okay. So can I tell you some bad habits really quickly before we end? I love it. Please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So these are, these are the seven things that I had seen more often in not that people who are um, struggling to succeed or they, you know, they make the same thing, same mistake, you know, year after year, they fail for whatever reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it seems to me that they've fallen into seven categories and I probably are in six of these or at one time or from time to time. So it's not something that, um, you know, is not out of the realm for anybody. But the first thing is making excuses. So one of the things that I learned with Tom, because I really, it's like really the buck stopped with me before it got to Tom. And obviously there are a lot of things that could go wrong along the way, but at the end of the day, no matter who messed up, I'm still the one that had to tell Tom somebody messed up or that something wasn't right. And it's still my responsibility to, to get it together. And so one of the things that I, I told myself early on was I would never give Tom an excuse I would never throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> I would never make it one person's problem and not a team. And we would always focus on the solution. And I think that, that a lot of people you know, fall into that category where they wanna make excuses. And, and, and I'm sure there are excuses to be had. But when you focus on the excuse, then you don't give yourself room to find the solution. And you start making failure seem acceptable because something happened. And once you do that, then it's almost like game over because you're so you've got that story ready anytime something doesn't work and you just continue to feed into that. The other thing is waiting for somebody else to help. (laughs) So this is huge, especially in, in today, because you really can do anything ever that you wanted to do and Google it and figure it out. I mean, literally. So it's like my son wanted to play the guitar and I was like, oh, you know, I was getting him a teacher and I was researching. I was going to find the best guitar teacher for him. And he's like, no, I'm just going to look it on YouTube and learn. And sure enough, he plays three different guitars only because he's, been, you know, he'll look it up on YouTube. And I'm like, okay. okay. Um, so you really can find out any information. Um, and if you can't, then of course ask for somebody, you know, for, for mentorship or ask for guidance or you know listen to this podcast or you know find a coach. But you can't just wait and sit on your butt and say, okay, somebody is going to come, you know, make me a millionaire. Somebody's going to come build my business. Somebody's going to come, you know, save me. You can't sit around waiting for somebody to achieve your goals um, because nobody has the desire or the motivation, you know, or belief that you have in what you're trying to achieve. Um, we talked about self-doubt. So, you know, that was the whole thing, just being confident. So I won't go through that anymore. But, um, I think the other thing that really bugs me is that people really think that there is some shortcut to success. Um, I tell people most overnight successes are 20 years in the making. Mm -hmm. So you may see somebody and don't know their story and think that just one day they woke up and they were famous or rich or successful, but normally that's not how it, how it happens. So I always say, put in the work. I mean, you've got to put in the work. You've got to pay your tithes. You have got to to figure it out. And you've got to continually do that. Like, I'm still investing in coaching. I'm still looking at training. I'm still trying to learn new things because it just, everything is evolving so fast and changing. You want to stay on top of it. Um, Okay. Pro- procrastinating. <laughs> That's a big one. I think enough said. Um, and, and I think the one, Huh. <laughs> That's my big one. Oh, yeah. Procrastinating is a big one. And I used to tell myself, it's like, it's so funny how we come up with these stories. I used to tell myself that the reason that I procrastinated is because I was a better performer under pressure. <laughs> I love
1: it. And I'm going to yeah. try to use that
2: one. Yeah, I would tell myself that because, you know, it's like you're in college and you've got that final exam. And so, you, you know, you take that no dose and you study for three hours and you get an A. Um, but that's like not real life. And it's certainly not real life when you, you know, hit your thirties and your forties and you got two kids. So, um, you know, the biggest, and, and I go back to the plan, the biggest way for me to to fight off procrastination is really having a plan and then sticking to it. It's like, when I just decide I'm going to do something and there are no steps <laughs> for me to follow, it's not written down anywhere, It probably will not happen. Um, so you've definitely got to to do that. And then just two more quick things. Um, One is really distinguishing between things that are urgent but not important. So we live in a world where we're inundated with, we get notifications on our phones, we got phone calls, we've got texts, we've got inboxes, you know, people sliding into our DMs. There's all sorts of opportunities. And, um, you know, we all think that they need to be dealt with right now. But every moment that you spend focusing on things that seem urgent, but are not important, don't help you achieve your goals. And so that's a minute wasted. So really um, setting boundaries is a big thing. I think um, I would have clients who thought it was okay to text me like at one o'clock in the morning with a question. I'm like, seriously? Oh no. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but that, but I didn't set clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you shouldn't, you don't think you should have to say, don't text me one in the morning with a question, but sometimes you do. You know? And I think for people who have my kind of personality, because everybody you know, thinks I'm their BFF and that they can just you know, call me, um, I have to manage those expectations. Um, you know, <laughs> People will come to you with their, their emergencies and want you to make it your emergency. And so you really have to distinguish whether or not that that's your responsibility. Um, but really focusing on, um, what I call revenue impacting, um, tasks with your business as well. Um, I had one client who, um, she would spend three hours a day on social media. And I'm like, how much money did you make from those three hours? Like, seriously? None. None? (laughs) None? You got a lot of fun. You might, you might. uh, My story. Wait. But I can go down that rabbit hole, too. I can go down a Google rabbit hole like nobody else's business. I can start trying to figure out one thing, and then I'll see something pop up. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's interesting. So I'll click on that link, and then I'll have to research something from that. And by the time I'm done, I'm trying to figure out why people in Alaska live longer. And it has nothing to do with what I originally started out doing. <laughs> so you just have to be very mindful of, you know, what gets you and what doesn't. And then the final thing, and I think this is goes back to that perfectionism, Um, many people have a dream. They will have planned, they will have plotted, they will have written it out. Um, but it never happens. And that's because they're going back to that perfectionism and they're waiting for the perfect time to start. There is no perfect time. My mama was like, there's not going to be a good time for you to be pregnant. (laughs) And I'm telling you, there's not going to be a good time for you to start a business. There will always be something going on that, that says maybe we should wait always. Um, and so you really have got to, um, to 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 just push past that. Now I'm not saying I'm not one of those people that says you know leap, and and the plan will uh, you know evolve as you go down. Um, I think you have to take a leap of faith at times, but I think it should be a very well prepared leap <laughs> of faith, um, and you should do everything in your your power to make sure. Um, you know, that you've gotten as much as you can in place when I, um, when I was thinking about resigning, you know, from Tom and I had a conversation with my two teenagers and they were like, does that mean that we're, our lifestyle is going to change? Like, is the money going to get funny? And, And so one of the things I was really focused on is just making sure that we were not going to, you know, have to cut too many corners or to sacrifice too many things that I felt made our lives full and happy. Um, And we're not like materialistic by any stretch of the imagination, but obviously, you know, we, you know, you do things, you want to travel, you want to go out to eat, you want to do things that make, make life fun. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so that was my goal. And so I planned and I did it. And, you know, finally it's like, okay, I got to pull the trigger. And even after all the time I put into building my business, and even after 20 years of building a platform and a pretty healthy platform, it was still hard. Mm -hmm. It was still hard. So it's like I look at people who say, oh, I'm going to just quit my job and go start a business. And I'm just like, are you insane? Are you insane? I would say one out of 100,000, if not more people that that works well for. Um, but if you got a mortgage and children and a husband or a wife and, you know, people, you know, depending on you, it's not the best plan. It's not the best plan. So I say plan, but at some point you are going to have to pull the trigger and that might not be comfortable, but it is necessary
1: think the best things happen when you do them when you're uncomfortable
2: well you can't grow if you're not uncomfortable um I, I was talking to an intern of mine yesterday and she's on the social media team and you know she just we were doing something and she came back with an opinion and I was like well okay well why are you saying that we should do this and so she came back with all this research and then and for, first of all she messed up I love kids first of all she said um what did she say she said, well, I read the article and we have to take it down. And I was like, well, one, I don't have to do anything. And so she, But I came back and it's like, you know, and I had made a decision that went against what she was saying. And she, I mean, she was, she took it very personally. Um, and so, and I told her, it's like, first of all, I wouldn't even care about your opinion if I didn't believe in you. I wouldn't even ask you what you thought. I said, but second, I'm going to keep pushing you because you have to grow from an intern into somebody who is, you know, a management, you're going to lead a social media team one day. And to do that, you're going to have to do some growing to get there. And my job is to instigate that growth. And that is by making you uncomfortable and asking your opinion and challenging you when I don't agree. And at the end of the day, making the best decision for my business as any business owner will do. Um, And so it may not always, you know, I'm not going to just do it because, you know, it's going to make you feel good. We got to do it because it's right for the business. And likewise, if you tell me something and you can back it up and then I'm wrong, more power to us. We want the best business. We want the best you know, brand. It's not about my opinion or your opinion or who's right. And so, um, so you've got you've to be uncomfortable to grow. And it never, I will tell you this, and I know I'm talking a lot, but it never gets easier. So people think that once you get to a certain stage in life, that if you're trying to go to the next level, somehow it's an easy transition and it is not. You may recognize the signs. You may be like, okay, you know, things are starting to pop off a little bit because, you know, it's getting uncomfortable. I'm feeling bad. Things are going against me. I don't understand it. That is always the process. Um, somebody said it yesterday perfectly. I was listening to some book. It was a law of attraction. And they're like, they're, it's like, the, you know, the raindrops and then the storm before the sun comes out. Mm -hmm. You want to get to that beautiful sunset, but sometimes you got to go through the storm first. And sometimes that's what you need in order to prepare you for what you're asking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've become grateful for the storm. I don't like the storm. I don't (laughs) appreciate being in the middle of a storm, but I am grateful for the storm because I know at the end of it that I'm going to be taken up another level. I'm going to get, you know, whatever it is I've been asking for, this is the process to get to it. But you got to go through the process.
1: Most definitely. I totally agree with that. And um, we can always carry an umbrella and be prepared.
2: Yeah, I'll get you a little (laughs) cute raincoat. Good. Good.
1: Ready, set, go. I I have had a fantastic time interviewing you, Nikki. Thank Well,
2: it was a conversation. I don't even feel like we had an interview. I have had
1: a fantastic time conversating with you. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you very, very much for sharing your expertise and experiences so graciously. I'm sure all our listeners have a much clearer understanding of how to discover their full potential now that you've laid it out so clearly. And I'm truly hoping that you will come on the show again. I really do hope so to enlighten us, and I definitely wish you the best of luck in all your endeavors. And before I close, I want to be able to share your uh, social media info yes. to them. Yes. Uh, so everybody, to learn more about Miss Nikki Woods and what she has to offer at Nikki Woods Media, please visit her website at www.nikkiewoodsmedia.com. To follow her on social media, you can connect with Nikki on Facebook at the Nikki Woods. You can connect with her on Twitter at Nikki Woods, and follow her on Instagram at Nikki Woods. Um, I did not get your LinkedIn information. I did not know if you wanted that
2: out there. No, I love LinkedIn. Uh, oh, so do I. The people who really want to talk about money hang out? <laughs> You can always find me on LinkedIn. So no, it's at Nikki Woods too. So I just say, Google it. I'm pretty much at Nikki Woods everywhere, except for Facebook and you said it's the Nikki Woods. Okay, awesome. So again, thank you, Nikki, for
1: sharing with us. And thank you all the business owners, entrepreneurs and thought leaders in our audience for joining us for this amazing presentation on revealing your full potential that will help ignite your business growth. I'm Lynn Nicole. And thanks for joining us on the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business podcast. If you enjoyed the content, as always, please share, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you do use. Thanks for listening. And remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. See you next episode.
0: You've been listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business with Lynn Nicole podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at theclickurban.com to contact us. Have a great week, and we'll see you next
1: episode.